Welcome to the Mini Lombardi Podcast, Week 9 Edition. How you doing today, TJ? Oh, I'm not complaining yet. Less than .2 points. Congratulations on that narrow victory last week. Whew, yeah, there uh, there was definitely some sweating involved in that one, but uh, happy to come away with the win. Did you get to watch any of the game now that you have access to uh, ESPN via Taco's YouTube TV? No, I did not. Um, after a long weekend, I went to bed early Monday night. So you woke up Tuesday morning and looked at the score and with a huge sigh of relief. I most definitely did. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was honestly astounded with the outcome. Very happy, but um, I didn't go to bed thinking I was going to wake up a winner. Well, looking at the standings this week... Um, this is a very tight, narrow race. There are three wins that separate the top team from the bottom team. So we're going to have a very tight playoff race as we get into the thick of November and December. Yeah, everybody is still in it. There is uh, Nobody is out yet. So let's get into last week's matchups. We'll start off with... Snowing in Vermont versus the team that scares me. All right. So this game going into it, um, we had kind of a split decision. I thought Scary was going to take it. You obviously anticipated a win on your side. One thing neither one of us anticipated was Joe Mixon going off for five touchdowns. Next subject, please. <laughs> I mean, overall, um, you guys were fairly even. Well, I don't know about the whole fairly even thing. Joe Mixon went off for 55 points, and I lost by 12. Yeah, I mean, you had a great week out of Derrick Henry. Well, it probably snowed in Vermont. Yeah. Deion Jackson, though, underperformed. Scrolling down to the wide receivers, I mean, you you took it, but um, not by much. You had the edge on the tight end, and when it came to the flex, that's where you kind of had another advantage, slight advantage in the defense. But like you had mentioned, when Mixon goes off for 55 points, there's really no coming back from from that one. No, and that's really what this game came down to. Uh, Congratulations, Team Scary, on your Bengals. Good luck this week on your bye. All right, so moving along. Next, we have TDLs versus Mrs. Sirius. And TDLs won it 143 to 133. And this brings Mrs. Sirius to 6-3 and three with a three-game losing streak under her belt. Well, didn't we kind of talk about that last week? We both picked TDLs to win. And one of the reasons why is because Mrs. Sirius didn't have a whole lot on her bench. And... When you get injuries and pl- players like Brandon Cooks who don't play last minute, you don't have comparable players to put in there that you can depend on. And then you get 3.3 points out of Alec Pierce. Yeah, she had no options on her bench. Four were injured, one on by a quarterback and Isaiah McKenzie, who ended up putting up 4.1 points. So nothing that would have given her a win. And Kudos to TDLs for starting Patrick Mahomes over Jared Goff. What a big week out of Pat Mahomes there. Yes, big week out of Pat Mahomes. 
Threw for one touchdown, ran another one in, 446 yards passing, adding a two-point conversion. Not bad. Well, now, Mrs. Sirius did stay in. Uh, TDLs had the second-highest score of the week. Mrs. Sirius came in with the fifth. She did have the highest points in loss, uh, but really what did it for her was the defense. When your opponent puts the Patriots' defense in, scoring 26 points, that was more than the difference in the game. When those defenses go off for points, it's really hard to compete with that. I've noticed that in doing this with you is every time the Philadelphia defense scores a touchdown and goes off for 20 points, Taco usually gets a win. It's just really hard to combat a 20-point scoring defense. It really is, yeah. I would like to I would like to take a moment to mention really quick that um TDLs now has two Bears wide receivers on his team uh, after the Clay, Chase Claypool trade. So, sounds like a trade opportunity to me. It sure does. And first week playing, I'm actually uh, surprised in how utilized Claypool was. So, um, that might be a good sign for things to come. Moving along. More points, please. Lost to the Achilles heel this week. The Achilles heel scoring 127 points. More points, please, with the lowest score, the worst team of the week, 86.85. He also got the Underachiever Award. Ironically, Mr. Achilles heel got the Overachiever Award and the lowest points in win. Really? 127 points is the lowest points in a win? Yeah, he was the eighth overall score on the week. And it was actually kind of interesting as I was looking at the overall scores. Ninth was your score at 124.83 points. The drop-off from ninth to 10th, Badger Girl, 96, under 100, over 25 points. That was some high... That I mean, for, for me to put up 124 points and be the ninth highest score of the week, I think that that's pretty good. That means people were setting some good lineups this week. There were a lot of good lineups, and everything kept pretty close. So from first, the Doctor at 145 points, to you and ninth at 125. We had a 20-point swing there. And then from ninth to tenth, it was more than that, um, over a 25-point swing down. And then from 97 to 87, a 10-point swing in those last three positions. So even at the bottom half there, they bottom third, bottom quarter. Bottom 25, they really uh, they really kept it close. So um, for their quarterbacks, big issue on Taco's side here is Stafford showed up with a concussion during the week. So uh, that's going to play into this upcoming week uh, for week 10 here. Mariota on his bench didn't have a great showing in week 9. So um, who's he even play? But does get the Carolina Panther defense tomorrow night. So he, he does at least have an option. Otherwise, a move is going to probably be made before we even release this podcast. But moving on down in the running backs, I mean, Naeem Hines, at least he was thrown at, but he missed that one throw, so he, he put up a goose. Zach Moss, not even active in the starting lineup. I do have to mention that for either manager, there were literally 30 better options on the waiver wire. I mean, to be fair, they have running backs on their team that did better uh, in Sony Michelle, who had 1.2 points, and on 
the Achilles heel side, um, Cam Achilles with point three points. Well, and his wide receivers really went off. Tyreek Hill had a great week. Garrett Wilson put up a lot of points. And uh, McCole Hardman coming in pretty strong with almost 20 points. And Hawkinson, after switching teams, still put up 16 points in his tight end. So that really helped him fend off Kelsey's 20. But neither really had a lot on the bench. It was a lot of bye weeks. It was a pretty big uh, bye week with six teams on bye. So. When Bush kind of got the surprise bench asset in Baker Mayfield, who uh, came in for P.J. Walker and put up 20 points when uh, he wasn't even expected any. So, man, that hurt me in the other league. Did you start P.J. Walker? I did. Huh. I still won the game. Yeah, let's not talk about the other league right now. (laughs) All right, so moving on. Pity City versus Waddle Baby Waddle. Yes, Pity City with a win, 128.62 to 128.45. I was watching the end of this game. I was really hoping Olave was going to get one more touch. And then I'm pretty sure Dalton threw an interception and the game ended and it was over. So um, congratulations to you on your narrow victory. Thank you. I I played Olave in both leagues, so I was really hoping for him to not do well. I mean, he put up a fine week, but I'm thankful that it wasn't a point more. Whew. Fending off that Justin Fields game, you must feel pretty good about that. I mean, Chicago could not run on Miami except for Justin Fields. 15 carries, 178 yards, and a touchdown? That is just crazy. Didn't he break the single game record for rushing for a quarterback? I thought I heard that. I thought I heard something like that, too. Yeah, that is... uh, He's really showing what a weapon he can be and why he was drafted. But Waddle Baby Waddle did make a trade with Scary before this matchup and uh, finally invested in a quarterback in Dak Prescott, who was on by this past week. And very, very pleased to see some trading going on. Absolutely. Trades are always great to see fly across the wire there. Not much going on in the tight end position in this matchup. No, that was very sad, but I was able to kind of uh, help move things along with my wide receivers. Justin Jefferson put up a big game over Stefan Diggs, who underperformed expectations and underperformed what Diggs normally will put up. Um, and then Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore really went off, which helped me out. Um, really fended off those Alave points, and Richard White just couldn't quite match to kind of uh, set things even in the flex category. So that helped get me that extra point two that I needed. Well, congratulations on the victory. Uh, not a lot on the benches on this one. See previous comments about six teams on by this week. All right, so moving on to the doctor and the Badger girl. Uh, the doctor won this one going away in a blowout of 145 to 96. Let's take a look at what happened here. He took her by almost 50 points and was the best team on the week. The doctor should be getting everyone's respect this week. Number one score on the week. With a zero. Impressive. Yeah, Higby and his uh, tight end put up a zero. Going up against Badger Girl, Goddard had 24 points. That's a lot to overcome. A, uh, a 24-point deficit right there, but he had a strong flex showing with Lockett and Carter, and he had a very strong wide receiver 
showing with Devontae Adams putting up 36 points. Ken Walker really helped him take the running backs. I mean, he just kind of across the line took most of these categories. So, uh, Bears defense, Badger Girl went another week, rolled it on the Bears, and uh, put up a zero. Last week they put up, I think it was like two points. So, Did you look up how many defenses on the waiver wire did better than zero? So every other defense did better. Every available defense. Just out of curiosity, what did the Lions defense score? So the Lions scored 13. They were on waivers. The Bears were literally the worst defense. They were 26 on the week. And remember, we did have six teams on bye. So 26 is as bad as you could have been. Any option was a better option. All right. Are you ready? The game of the week. This game was not as close as we projected it to be. What happened here? So both quarterbacks kind of underperformed. Um, Hertz did put up the better score, though, on the week. Cup of Tea took it in the running back room. Big game out of Kenyon Drake. Woo! Which she didn't even need. She had it going away. Yep. And then she won it in the wide receiver room. Cooper Cup putting up 26 points. A.J. Brown putting up almost 16. Um, Romeo Dubs getting injured and only putting up 2.8 points did not help. To be fair, that was the first play of the game, and he had one catch for 18 yards. So It's a 100% catch rate. Yeah. Big one was down in the flex. Uh, Cup of tea kind of underperformed in the flex category, but Juju Smith-Schuster came up big on the flip side for Neek putting up almost 19 points. So that's always nice when you get some points down in your flex. And does not help leaving Cole Komet on the bench. The tight end two on the week. With 22 points and Evan Ingram in the lineup with 1.8. Don't feel too bad, Neek. I dropped Cole Komet for Noah Fant at the very last minute. Did not get two touchdowns out of Noah Fant. So... Well, who knows? With Ingram having the back issues that did take him out slightly from the game last weekend, Cole Komet actually did well last week. Not 22 points well, but maybe he's starting to finally get used. Maybe Chicago's turning around. I don't know. I don't want to say that. The Bears always suck. But maybe at least she's got an option for next week if Ingram doesn't go or she chooses to flip in Komet instead. You're forgetting she had George Kittle on by. Oh, yep. Look at that. Dominique always has a lot of tight ends. All right, so let's take a quick look at the standings. We mentioned earlier that everybody is fairly close. Um, The Rodgers division is at Snowing in Vermont, and the Doctor are now tied for the division lead. Waddle Baby Waddle and Taco Wallace bringing up the rear, but like I said, only a three-game difference. That can be made up pretty quick. Well, redeeming ourselves a little bit, everybody in the Favre division got a win this week. Yes, I did see that. We are uh, staying pretty tight. Five and four, four and five, four and five, and three and six with Cup of Tea down in fourth currently, but on a two-game win streak, and she has been putting up some points. So um, that is definitely a team that has turned itself around. And when you look at her lineup, she has a lot of good players in there, and I could see her starting to rise a little bit more in this division. And she also made a lot of moves. And when I say moves, I mean trades to get to this point. So she is uh, rolling. 
a lot of moves and spent a lot of money down to only $25 of fab left. Yes. Unlike the, uh, I don't know, someone's finally, Tommy Boy finally spent some fab dollars. <laughs> but as we get into the star division, that division's even tighter um, with Mrs. Sirius leading the division at 6-3. and three. And Neek on her heels at five and four, and Tommy Boy and Badger Girl both at four and five. This is one of the tightest races I have ever seen in a fantasy football league. I am really loving the tight races within the divisions here, and even when you look at the league as a whole, I mean, everybody is in it. All right, let's get in to the Week 10 matchups. All right, moving on to Week 10. So we're starting this one off with uh, Pity City and the team that scares me. Uh, this week, it's the team that's on buy. <laughs> I I am actually very excited that I'm, I'm kind of facing him at the right time. So Cincy is on buy, so Burrow is out, Mixon is out, and New England's on buy. So Ramondre is also out. Um, those are some of his kind of top performers week in and week out. He currently does have a flex spot open. Um, but even filling that, I'm projected to win slightly. Oh, and i got to tweak my lineup yet, but we all know it. I'm taking myself. The Pity City is going to win this one. So, we've been discussing your preseason trade of Pittman for Debo all season long. The Colts have effectively now fired their head coach, and named Jeff Saturday interim head coach, who was a Pro Bowl center for the Colts for many years and was, uh, until this week, an ESPN analyst. What do you think about that move, TJ? Uh, Jim Irsay saying, I'm glad he has no NFL experience. He has no fear. Does that make any sense to you? Um, no, but I also don't have experience being a... NFL coach so how does it really make me feel with this trade I guess a little worried Pittman is 18th on the season so far and we got Debo is currently sitting down at wide receiver 30 so um, overall I'm still feeling good about it because points wise I have at least one in that respect now Debo has missed a few games to injury. That is true. That is accurate. I guess let's uh, let's take a look at it on a average basis. Weekly average points scored. Debo is at 22 out of wide receivers on the season at 14.4 fantasy points per game, and Pittman is sitting at 23, 14.1 fantasy points per game. So um, they are still neck and neck. That's about as even as a trade as it gets. I mean, no, it was it was a fair trade. We're still sitting pretty fair. It's uh, kind of luck of the draw. I've gotten a few extra games out of Pittman, but at the same point in time, not all of them have been great. Bush got a few bigger weeks out of Debo, but uh, he also has sat with him on his bench for a few more weeks. So, Well, let's see how it goes down this week. Right now... With David and Joku in the lineup, I, he could switch out for Taysom Hill. No flex. The only person he can put in his flex is Kenny Galladay. You could put Taysom Hill in the flex. He's well if, if, well, if he's got to put him in the tight end spot, he can't. If Njoku doesn't go, accurate. So, I'm gonna take Pity City. Yeah, I think um, looking at the lineup right now, I. Th- 
think that Tommy Boy is going to be sending out a lot of trade offers this week. So I haven't received one from him in a while. All right, moving along. More points, please, versus Cup of Tea. So the exciting thing about Week 10 here is that it's really the week of the matched records. So me and Scary were not. I'm 5-4, and four, he is 4-5. and five. But as we get into... Is it all of the rest of these, or just most? Mine is most not. Most of the rest of these. Yours is not, and mine is not. Every other matchup, though, is a matchup of matched records. So more points, please... At 3-6, and six, with a one-game losing streak under his belt, going up against Cup of Tea, with a two-game win streak, also sitting at 3-6. and six. Taco does need to fill in his wide receiver position, with Cincy being on by. Boyd will not be playing. Uh, he's got a couple of options down there on the bench, though, so uh, I'm assuming CeeDee Lamb will actually probably just go right back up into his starting lineup, who he has been starting for most of the year up until this point. Stafford's in concussion protocol, so... Stafford is in concussion protocol, so he's got to move at quarterback here, and I don't know, possibly a, possibly a downgrade? Marriott is playing Carolina, though, and depending on... Tommy Boy's probably looking to make a move. Could use players that are not on by this week. And Taco seems to have players that are not on by this week, so that sounds like a match made in heaven right there. Those two are not going to make a trade. Oh, no, they won't. But it is fun to dream. Uh, cup of tea. Don't even have to look at her lineup. Yep, cup of tea. She is on a tear, and I don't see that ending this week against more points, please. All right, so moving on to your matchup. Is it snowing in Vermont against Neek? So McCaffrey and Kittle should be going back up into the lineups here. Uh, to replace a Evan Ingram and at least and Alexander Madison. I would assume Dubs is coming out, so she's got a wide receiver going back in. We'll see what Keenan Allen does this week. Yeah, see how he's doing. And on my side, I feel pretty good this week. I'm getting back to full strength. Um, I got to figure out what I'm going to do at quarterback. But I get Barkley back this week, so I got my tandem stud running backs ready to go. Barkley, Henry, Fournette, and McCaffrey. This is going to be a running back duel. That's a, that's a lot of firepower at the running back position there. Yeah, it is. Those are four RB1s right there. So I believe Leonard Fournette is RB11 or 12 on this season. I mean, well, what did he end last year at, though? Wasn't he top five or something? Yeah, but he has uh, been trailing off this year. He was six in, six in PPR. He has been trailing off this year. He's actually ranked ninth right now in PPR. Allen moving on up to match up with Metcalf. I mean, they're both very talented. You got Thielen and St. Brown on the other side, the Sun God. Um, Ertz with Kittle. I mean, we've got good tight ends in this matchup. And our flexes, both benches are full enough that we have a lot of great flex options here. So um, it could definitely get exciting in this one. Excuse me, I just made a trade offer. <laughs> well, I with all that said, I I'm gonna take Snowing in Vermont to turn your uh, your one game slide around here to help secure your first place hold in your division. Uh, I am uh, also going to pick me. Um, it's really difficult to 
look at the matchups right now because we know Dobbs is going to be out. Uh, she's probably going to put Kittle and CMC back into her lineup here. And CMC could always go off. I mean, I could end up with another facing another 55-point running back this week. Um, but her defense is also on by. So uh, definitely got to be looking to make some moves there. We'll see what I do at quarterback. I've made a few trade offers this week now for quarterbacks. Well, and who knows? Maybe Brady will finally turn around against Seattle. We've been saying that for nine weeks. but And, and you're right with the running backs. I mean, any one of these four could go off for 50 points this week. So, yeah, maybe not Fournette. I don't know if he has that kind of a ceiling. But the other three definitely could. And Fournette can still put up a huge game any week, Especially, again, going up against Seattle. I pick me. All right. So, moving along, we got TDLs and Waddle Baby Waddle, both sitting at four and five. Waddle Baby Waddle ranked seventh overall. TDLs ranked eighth. Waddle Baby Waddle with a two-game losing streak. Well, this is going to be a matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, I'm assuming that Waddle Baby Waddle will put Dak Prescott into his lineup. Ooh, maybe I could make a trade for Fields. Well, you got, yeah. I mean, Green Bay's been all right as a defense for quarterbacks. I mean, so might might they hamper Prescott a little bit? Maybe not. Do you go with the matchup, or do you just rock with the hot hand and keep Fields in playing Detroit? Hope for a lot of points. Hope for another shootout. I mean. Well, the the problem when with quarterbacks facing the Packers defense is the Packers defense actually does very well against quarterbacks on a fantasy from a fantasy standpoint because it's so easy to run on them and uh, expect Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott to have big weeks this week especially with some key pieces of the Packers defense not going to be there yeah so who knows maybe he'll even keep Prescott on the bench for one more week and ride with fields here and well you know what now that I bring that up the two pieces that are going to be missing from the Packers defense are pass rusher Rashawn Gary and cornerback Eric Stokes. So maybe there is a big uh, game for Dak Prescott here in the future. Man, this game is so hard to... this. So basically all I'm hearing here is that we were dissing Waddle Baby Waddle for the first five weeks for having absolutely no quarterback. Now it's week 10. And now he has two. I, I think what this really is, make some moves. The more you move, the better your team gets. Waddle Baby Waddle has made a lot of moves in the quarterback realm. And um, now kind of sitting in this position, I bet he's feeling pretty good rolling into Week 10 here. I bet he's – yeah, I, I'd be pretty good if I had the Dallas defense going against the Packers offense too. Now, and I know these lineups are going to shuffle a little bit, but right now they are projected pretty even, 133 to 134 and a half. Um, I think this is going to be a really good matchup. And TDLs has been running pretty hot, and I know he did win last week. I think it's time for Waddle Baby Waddle to actually turn it around a little bit. I think he's going to end his two-game lose streak with a win in Week 10 and put out TDLs. I really, really, really want to go with Patrick Mahomes and uh, TDLs in this lineup. Um, As I look a little closer here, I see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We don't trust the Chiefs running back. I see Najee Harris in the flex. Nobody knows what they're getting out of Najee this year. It's been a horrendous year for him. 
Devontae Smith has not had a great year. Mike Evans dropped so many passes last week, I thought he was playing for the Packers. And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my division rival, Waddle Baby Waddle. All right, we are uh, we are not diversifying our picks this week. We are just picking the same teams here. And uh, let's see if that rolls on as we move on to Badger Girl playing the Bush Bushzilla. And let's see. So we get into the matchup here. Lamar Jackson's on bye. We know that. Bushzilla's backup quarterback is Baker Mayfield. We probably don't know if he's actually going to start this week. They did already come out and say that P.J. Walker would be starting in Week 10 again. So uh, Mayfield should be relinquished to backup duties. So I think he's going to need to make a move here. Well, maybe he'll just start a quarterback that's not going to play like he did with the running back last week. I mean, with Robinson on bye... That means he's got to move on from Moss or start Moss, who might be inactive, and probably Baker Mayfield, who will be a backup quarterback. I might be sending out a trade offer to Bush as well. (laughs) I mean, he needs some help. He needs to make some moves here. I know he won last week, but... I just pulled a Tom and withdrew the trade offer I just sent out. (laughs) I think it's time for Badger Girl to turn it around and give Bushzilla a loss here. Right now, with the little information we have to go on with Bush's team, I mean, he's got a lot of buys, he's got a lot of injuries. Uh, I am going to have to go with Badger Girl as well. So, once again, we pick the same team to win. But, I mean, Bush's lineup is totally going to change. I, I just don't see where he's going to make positive changes without making a ton of I mean he's gonna put he gets put he get, if he gets to put Jonathan Taylor back in his lineup over Zach Moss that's great um, but we don't know how Jonathan Taylor is gonna perform coming off injury well and that's great but that's one so now you have Jonathan Taylor I mean Zach Moss isn't scoring points you have Robinson on by um, and then you have Cam Akers who was just finally activated last week and got five carries for basically nothing so Will he even do anything this week? Um, He's got to make a move for running back to be able to start two. And he's going to have to make a move at quarterback to be able to start one. But he still has a lot of moves that are going to need to be made. And not all can be made from the bench. So um, I guess that's what we're going to be watching for this week. All right. And that brings us to the game of the week. All right, it's time for Mrs. Sirius, who's on a three-game skid, to take on the Doctor, who's on a three-game win streak. TJ, how do you see this one playing it out? Both teams are 6-3. and three. This is going to be an exciting matchup. Projections currently, uh, we do have some moves that are going to need to be made here. Currently at 45-55. Isaiah likely in the tight end slot for Mrs. Sirius, who is on by, so nothing is registering there. She'll have to make a move at tight end because she does not have an option on her bench, but uh, assume a couple of points there. That puts those projections basically even. So this will be a really fun game this week. You got Josh Allen, who might not play this week. He is uh, currently questionable, having some elbow issues. I think he is also in concussion protocol, I saw. 
Oh, is he also? That's not a good sign. So on her bench, she does have Kirk Cousins at least, so she's got an option. Um, nah, they, Herbert I, has not. No, no concussion, I don't think. But he does have an elbow issue. Yep, elbow issue at least. Um, Herbert has been a little uh, underwhelming this year. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens at quarterback, but I feel like that's relatively even right now, especially if Herbert's underperforming. You throw in Cousins. I mean, they're they're projected pretty even there. You got your running backs. Mrs. Sirius has been putting up numbers all year with Josh Jacobs and awesome excellence. And Kamara and Walker are no slouches either. This is another great running back matchup. This this really is both sides in the running back. And then we scroll down to wide receivers, and we got two stud receivers going off, and Waddle versus Adams, and we'll skip the wide receiver two portion of this matchup. Yeah, agreed. Paris Campbell, I mean, she's got options on the bench, so who knows? Maybe he stays, maybe he goes. Um, tight ends we already talked about. Higby put up a zero last week, but uh, he does have Fryer Muth is back, so the Muth may get Luth. And uh, if I'm as serious, I am shying away from Colt wide receivers right now. She currently has two in her starting lineup. As of right now, with not knowing Josh's Allen's availability for the week, I think I am reluctantly going to have to pick the doctor to win this one, which I do not want to do. I am picking the doctor as well. Um, Mrs. Sirius is just a little bit thin on her bench right now. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, an exciting week. All right. Any last thoughts on this week, TJ, is going through the matchups? Did you see any trades that you might want to make? I know I did, since I made one, and then withdrew it right away. (laughs) You know, I am always looking to make a trade, so, uh, come on guys, send them out. I have not gotten enough offers this year. From other people than Tom? Oh, yeah. I've gotten plenty of offers from Tom. I, I need offers from other people. All right. Well, I think that concludes the week nine edition of the Mini Lombardi Podcast. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, good luck, you guys. Have a great week. Goodbye. <laughs>